for it, I was reminded of a message I actually shared a few years ago at church. But my the premise of my message was family is the way we change the world. So you may not see how that relates, but I'm going to tell you how it relates here in a minute. But I still really truly believe that this is true, that family is the way that we change the world. Maybe you've heard us say before that we build family and make disciples and that's like that's who we are, and like, that's like, all of this is working towards that, is building family and making disciples. So offspring are like the natural consequence of relationship, whether it's healthy or unhealthy. Family shouldn't be like a haphazard byproduct, but it's the point and should be built. The foundation of family, I think, is found in the, these things, is in preferring and serving one another. This topic's actually like super near and dear to my heart because I felt like I've been gifted one of the greatest gifts anyone could receive, and that's knowing what healthy family is. Um, so just a little story for you all. But um, a year after high school, I went to Kenya. It was actually with Adventures and Missions, but <laughs> in going, I just like in high school and stuff, I just, like, knew there was something that, like, God had placed on my life that was not just going to work and, like, living out the American dream that just, like, irritated me to it. <laughs> so, when I was, like, going on the, with adventures, my sister had sent along a note for me, and when I got there, I was reading it, and in it, she had put the verse that says, um, it's in Luke 12, but the one that talks about, to those that much has been given, much will be required. Um, and so, like, before I had gone on that trip, I had gone to Kenya the year before that, um, when I was still in high school, and my heart had just been, like, broken <laughs> intensely while I was in Kenya, and I had, like, spent that year between, like, my trips just, like, trying to make sense of the brokenness that I encountered, and finally, like, right before I went, um, with adventures to Kenya, I had like realized that I had been asking the wrong question because I was wanting to know why, like why I had experienced such brokenness in like young children. Um, but I heard the Lord ask me one day what I was going to do about it. And I just heard him telling me like that he wanted to use me to bring what I had been given to others. He wanted me to bring family and life and hope to, to those that didn't have it. Um, basically that he had given me so much to give away, just like the verse talks about. Um, 
that's just like a little background but of why I like love this topic so much but I think like through all of that I've like really realized that like the only way you can truly like learn about family um, is through preferring and serving one another so question for you what's the first thing you think about in the morning other than you have to like go to the bathroom or something mm-hmm. after that <laughs> Or I want to go back to sleep. What what is like? What's the mindset that you wake up? What what are you thinking when you wake up? <laughs> so do you wake up thinking about yourself and like what you want, like your desires, mm-hmm. or do we th- wake up thinking about like how we can help, serve, or further the kingdom today? Um, just like what is even if it's not when you first wake up, like what's your focus for the day? Are we, like, what has God called you to give away? And are you giving something away every day? Or are you spending the day trying to make yourself comfortable? I just think this is, like, something we can reflect on later, too. But, like, like what what is the mindset that you're, like, living with? Are you just living self-focused? Or are you living other-focused? Um, because when we start living other-focused... Serving and preferring others is just, like, second nature. We don't even have to, like, think about it. Um, y'all used, heard us use the word honor yet? Mm-hmm. So we talked about it a lot, but I kind of, like, think of it. Honor is seeing each person through the lens of Christ and him crucified. Um, and to me, honor is where we see that love isn't just, like, an emotion, but actually a choice. Um, it's, like... Honor is like consciously laying down a preference to love someone. I think Austin always says this, but it's where the rubber meets the road. It's like the, it's where we actually see what it means when you say I love you. Like honor is where we see it like kind of come out. Um, sorry to be interesting because I read them this the other day. But Romans 14, it's kind of long, but it's just so good. Uh, Romans 14, 13 to 22. This is the Passion Translation, but it's good in all of them. So, stop being critical and condemning of other believers, but instead determine to never deliberately cause a brother or sister to stumble and fall because of your actions. I know and am convinced by personal revelation that that the Lord Jesus, that there is nothing wrong with eating any food, but to the one who considers it to be unclean, it is unacceptable. If your brother or sister is offended because you insist on eating what you want, it is no longer love that rules your conduct. Why would you wound someone for whom the Messiah gave his life just so you can eat what you want? So don't give people the opportunity to slander what you know to be good. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of rules about food and drink, but it is the realm of the Holy Spirit, filled with righteousness, peace, and joy. Serving the anointed one, by walking in these kingdom realities pleases God and earns the respect of others. So then, make it your top priority to live a life of peace with harmony in your relationships, eagerly seeking to strengthen and encourage one another. Stop ruining the work of God by insisting on your own opinions about food. You can eat what you want, but it is wrong to deliberately cause someone to be offended over what you eat. Consider it an act of love to refrain from eating meat or drinking wine, or doing anything else that would cause a fellow believer to be offended 
or tempted to be weakened in his faith. Keep the convictions that you have about these matters between yourself and God and don't oppose them upon others. You'll be happy when you don't judge yourself in doing what you conceive of, or what your conscience approves. So the thing is, here's a little spoiler alert for everyone. Spoiler alert. <laughs> the, God th- the call that God has placed on you is other-focused. It's not you-focused. Uh, so there's no getting out of working with other people. To walk, to walk out the call on your life will cost you. You will have to sacrifice your comfort and wants to fulfill them. But on the other side of that, seeing someone experience deep joy in life because you preferred them and loved them is so rewarding and fueling fueling that you'll no longer think of the sacrifice. I think to me, like, the deepest joy in life is just seeing someone encounter, like, the love of God. And just, like, seeing someone learn how loved they are. And for me, like, the way I've seen that happen most often is just when they encounter the family of God. I think sometimes we discount, like, how powerful, like, our, our love for one another and our honor and, like, us just preferring and speaking well of each other and encouraging each other, like, actually is. Like, we don't fully, like, grasp onto that sometimes. Um, yeah, I just feel like we would be a whole lot more peace if we actually grabbed onto that concept that we knew when I preferred Matthew that he's also going to prefer me and like it just like creates this like momentum you know um but this like whole idea just like super counterculture to like Mm -hmm. the world the world of self-care and boundaries Yeah, so I just, like, want to challenge y'all to, like, not let the principles and ideas of the world sincerely hijack you, what the Lord would do. That's, like, when we're tired, we sleep, and when we're hungry, we eat, but we don't get caught up in indulging our flesh, because we're, we're like, created to be so strong people, and are, like, we ultimately rely on the Lord for our strength, and we steward our natural bodies, but we're not like slave to them. Um, yeah. So here's just something I also want to challenge. Like most of you fit this category as young single adults. Like you literally have more free time now. You may not feel like it, but you have more free time now than you ever will. Or at least you have more flexibility and like ability to determine your schedule, you have less responsibility than you probably ever have. And that's like a, a really cool thing because it also gives you the ability to serve with like your whole heart and to give so much more time than you probably ever be able to give in any other season. I know when I, like after high school and stuff, I just made it a goal to spend my 20s serving because I knew like, one day you have children and you can't just like say, yeah, it's 10 p.m. I can come help you. But you can right now. Like you have that freedom. You have that flexibility. You, but one day you're going to have someone that needs you home 
and you won't be able to like go out and help and serve in the in the way that you can now you'll still be able to help and serve in your own way but I just think like this is such a unique time of life where you you get to control your schedule and the things you do and so I just challenge y'all to like take full advantage of that mm-hmm. to like be tired <laughs> being tired just means you worked it doesn't are, it may mean you stay up too late playing video games, but hopefully it means that you're tired. Like, getting tired is not a bad thing. And here's a real big one being uncomfortable is not a bad thing. Discomfort usually means that you're growing, you're stretching. And so, like, I would just challenge y'all to, like, jump fully into that, to, like, mm-hmm. try to take on maybe more than you think you can handle. And, like, that's okay if you don't. If you don't aren't able to do it all, but like, don't be afraid to try. You know. Um, yes, I just always think of Jesus when he talks about not my will, but your will be done. Like, he even in like really extreme things, like submitted himself to the Father's will, and it wasn't always like what he wanted or what he preferred. Or I don't know if we always like think about that. Like, it's not like his things he wanted always were perfectly lined up or like his flesh wanted other things than like what the father was saying but like for love he did him anyways um, so that brings me to servant leadership so in my mind to lead is to serve like there's no like yeah. difference because um, really like the title like some people are like oh I want to be a leader you need to give me a title <laughs> The truth is, like, a title or a position do not make you a leader. They just mean you have a fancy title. Because leaders lead, and that's just what they do. Which is to say, like, leaders serve, and they give with or without the title or without the quote-unquote position. Uh, I don't know if y'all ever heard the saying, um, I don't know exactly how it goes, but the quote where it's like, if you're... If you're leading something and you look behind you and there's no one following you, you're just going for a walk. <laughs> I've always thought that was really hilarious. Like, you could have the title and the whatever, and you could be doing your thing, but if you like look behind you and no one's following you and you're just walking, you're not actually leading anything. And that's because influence is earned and not given. And I think it's like, I know we find it cliche, like, people don't care what you know till they know how much you care. But I think that's, like, true to the nth degree. Like, it doesn't really matter what, how much knowledge you have if no one thinks you care about them. They might listen for the first five minutes, but they're not going to be there next week when they find out you don't really care about your whatever, you know, your grandma. <laughs> um... Yeah, I think leading is like has very little to do with like ability or gifting, and it has everything to do with your character and your heart. Because when you're driven and motivated by love and by serving, you'll figure out how to do what you need to do, and it'll it'll make up for any lack of ability you do have. Yeah, your heart for someone always says way more than your natural ability. Um. I think um, for me, like kind of bringing it back to, 
Andrew was bringing up what Dr. Bob had said, but like, I feel like we throw around the ideas a lot of like community and family and like all these like buzzwords. And often I think people use the word community to mean like, this is like the group of people I do this with or like we do this thing together. And there's not like truly this, um, there might be shared interest, but there's, and like, or like, if you don't, but if you don't agree with me, then we're not actually friends. Like, you can't be a part of this community if you don't agree about this thing. Or if we do disagree on this, then bye. Um, that's, I mean, is that called cancel culture or something? <laughs> but just like, people are very like, if we agree, then we're friends. And there's very little like, true, like, family, like, not just love you, like, that's okay. Maybe we'll agree next week, but it's okay. Whatever. Um, and but just like in light of what like Dr. Bob was talking about, like ecclesia, like um, like a group of common people gathered together with like the authority to make legally binding decisions. I just feel like when our community, when we allow community to actually become like family, when we're actually like that close to where we prefer and serve and love one another so much that's when like we actually become the church like we become the ecclesia mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that actually has the authority to make those legally binding decisions like when we're in agreement <coughs> but yeah I just like I want y'all to like think about like those things like what is your mindset when you wake up every day or not even when you wake up but just like your mindset that like fuels your day like are you actually like thinking like, are most of your thoughts about yourself, or are you thinking, like, hey, what has God actually called me to? Like, are you actually walking out the thing that God's called you to, or are you just like, oh, yeah, God's cool, but I really want to go for a run because I want to look real good, <laughs> you know? Like, like, what are the things that are, like, fueling your life and, like, like the reason behind what you do? Because I think it says so much more, like, about where your heart is, and because when I think that mind shift sets like we don't even have to work to like serve one another it's just something that happens like everyone's fighting over who gets to do the dishes then you know? <laughs> I heard Walker tonight he was like no I'm going to do it say it right there it's cold in there. It is freezing. It's the coolest seat in the house. It's either the warmest seat in the house in the winter or the coolest seat in the house in the winter. Yeah. Woo! 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 Woo